Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. I'm using this platform to practice podcasting, as well as speaking in general, while espousing half thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. Every week, I'll be talking about my process with this practice, along with various lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtue of practice itself. Don't take my word for anything I say in this episode. I'm just doing this completely on the fly, and this conversation is going to be completely unedited, so make sure to check out my show notes at forcesofequal.com slash practice. There I'll go over what I was thinking at the time I was saying some things, make corrections, some things I said wrong, and maybe just insert other tidbits in there. So make sure to check those out. And like every week, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. That is you. (laughs) So today it is May 17th, 2020. And we are recording our 12th practice session. Yeah. Have a dozen sessions under our belt. That's crazy. Well, not yet. 12th (laughs) one's in progress. (laughs) So we'll just get right into it and go into the first segment, which is the segment where I talk about this process of practicing podcasting. Let's get meta. Let's do it. So, like I said... We're doing this on the fly, and I guess I didn't say that I haven't prepared anything for this session. So it's completely on the fly, like we have been doing for the past two sessions. Mm -hmm. And as a reminder, next week is going to be our quarterly review session. And we're thinking that we'll do that every 13 episodes. So excited for that. We'll basically review the past... 12 episodes that would include this one and maybe we'll have some other special things in store Mm -hmm. so (laughs) we'll see that's next week and let's see this past week this 12th session is kind of interesting because i've been thinking back to the beginning in preparation for next week's review episode and I've just been going through and reflecting on this whole process and it's just crazy that now I'm doing this completely on the fly without any preparation and it doesn't really even worry me that much. I mean, there's a little bit of anxiety, but I think it's normal and compared to what I was experiencing that first episode where I didn't know what I was doing and didn't even know what I was going to be talking about, which is not too different from right now, (laughs) but the whole feeling and I suppose confidence behind it is totally night and day. So, It's a huge change for you to be someone who can just come on here and and speak on the fly. Like you were someone who hardly even participated in group conversations a few years ago because you would have to think out everything that you were going to say before you jumped into a conversation with friends. So this is really crazy. Yeah, definitely. And 
now, like I, right now, my mind is kind of blanking and I don't even know what to talk about, but I'm still not <laughs> worried about it. Like, it's cool. This whole process has totally helped me realize that, you know, I don't have to be perfect in my conversations or my speech. And I think that's maybe one of the biggest benefits of this whole practice is just getting comfortable with saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like a little bit silly and you're laughing at it, but that's something that everyone deals with. Yeah. And it's such a huge part of our lives. Like whatever you're doing in business or personal, it's communication. Right. So being able to to speak and to speak on the fly and not get so worried about like saying something slightly off or whatever, like just right. being comfortable in that is huge. Totally. And what better way to get comfortable doing that than practicing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just basically what I've been doing these past 12 weeks. And I think the improvement is pretty noticeable. I mean, I just listened back to last week's episode on Friday, so two days ago, on my way to the trails. I listened to last week's episode in the car and I thought it was so good. Like. <laughs> I, of course, there's stuff that I want to improve and I totally say, you know, and so, and like way too much. I do too. So, yeah. So, I just said <laughs> so like five times in the past two seconds. So, that's something I'm trying to improve. <laughs> but, yeah, surprisingly, I don't say um very much. Yeah, you're not so, an That's a plus. Yeah. That's something I actually worked on consciously starting a couple years ago. So that practice has worked out. You replaced so. it with so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I keep doing it. I keep doing it. What else can I say in place of so? You actually, so in Toastmasters, you learned that you want to just get rid of all of those filler yeah. words and get comfortable with having a space. Right. That's a good point. I was just going to say so again. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. So, <laughs> now I'm going to laugh every time I say it. Let's, okay, let's try to keep this moving. Anyway, I guess we can go over goals that I've been putting out mm -hmm. the past couple weeks. Yeah. And these are just around like publishing. So, I've been trying to publish the same day. And... You actually mentioned something last week about why it was important to publish the same day. Mm -hmm. And I guess I, in the beginning, I had this notion that it would help me get over my anxiety and help me sleep better that night. Yeah. And when we were starting out this podcast, I definitely had anxiety afterwards and I was rehashing what I said and that definitely kept me up and I didn't sleep well the night after our first couple sessions. I am going through that right now with our other podcast that we're recording yeah so you know i know but now that you mentioned that last week and now that i've got this process down i realize that i don't need to get this published today really complete yeah. 180 there i know like i've been thinking about it throughout the week and when i listened back on friday i was like i really don't need to publish it today and there's other things that I want to do today. Mm -hmm. 
And the thing is, like, after we do these sessions, I'm so motivated and my mind is running. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in this mode where I want to create. And I think that may be one of the reasons that I wanted to do whatever I could with the podcast and publish on the same day. But now that I feel like it's not really beneficial to do everything the same day and go through the show notes and everything. Like if it was easy to publish the audio and get the show notes done on the same day, I would do it. But it takes a little while longer than that. And it feels right doing it the next day now. Mm -hmm. And I can get it all done on the next day instead of, you know, doing one thing today and then another thing tomorrow. I'll just do everything tomorrow. And that'll be more efficient for me and I don't need to quell my anxiety anymore on the day of recording. Is quell the right word? I don't know where that came from. Okay. That works. Okay. (laughs) And so, yeah, so we're going to be fine with publishing everything the next day. It's good. I think that it's a better experience for the listeners too, because like I've said before, the show notes are my favorite part. So seeing it show up without your comments on Sunday, uh, right? like it's better to have it with the commentary in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Like, yeah, it's better to have everything out there at once. Yeah. And if you have this creative energy going, do you want to spend that on the like technical side of, publishing a podcast or do you want to channel that into creating something exactly exactly so what i was thinking when i said that was it that could be a good time for me to develop or what words are escaping me right now make music (laughs) okay i don't know i just couldn't say make i had to come up with some other word develop music (laughs) (laughs) Produce music, there I guess. That, produce, that's yeah, what I was looking for. There you go. Okay. I still could have said make, but... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I just... Produce was more accurate, I felt like. So, anyway. So, this is all part of the Agile process of, like, what works best and what is in your best interest, what works with yes. how your, your mind is at the time, and, like, looking at... Um, just because you've been doing something a certain way doesn't mean you have to keep doing it that way. What's the best way to do it or how can I change so that it aligns better with how I'm feeling? Totally. Exactly. And it's a good, I mean, that's a good tip in general Mm -hmm. when you develop routines and rituals. You always want to check yourself and maybe even throw in like a pattern interrupt so that you can kind of shake things up and see if things can be improved somewhere or if something is causing negative outcomes that you may not realize because you're in such a habit, you're in that habit cycle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're all about keeping things agile and adapting on the fly. So am I your interrupter? You know. <laughs> I think so. I mean, cool. yeah. <laughs> That's your role. <laughs> the interrupter. You're going to change me from linchpin to interrupter. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, everything's going well with the podcast, and that's the flow that we're thinking now. And I also like revisiting and listening on my way to the trails on Fridays. So, you know, it gives me like five days since recording, or five or six days since recording, and I get to 
go back and reflect on that, which will help me prepare for the next week's episode. Mm-hmm. And especially now that I'm not writing up an agenda or any notes or anything, it's nice to be able to go <laughs> through the previous episode like two days before so I have it somewhat fresh mm-hmm. and can remember what to talk about next. Now, on the social media end, I did not do very well this week. <laughs> I don't think I did any social media at all. Maybe I posted something on Twitter. Maybe I buffered a quote or something. Do you think that the social media part is actually that important to you? Like, it feels like you keep, like, not, you complete everything else, and that's one that you kind of right. are, like, always in. Eh. Yeah, I mean, it's not that important right now, but it will be if we want to, you know, spread awareness of our podcast and stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely right now it's hard to get into in the first place because I haven't been using it for a while. And also I haven't really developed like a strategy, I guess, around it for practice. So I think maybe that's the next step is to have like some kind of strategy and it doesn't have to be like a whole big complicated strategy. I just need to figure out something so I can develop like a routine. Yeah, something so you don't have to think about it. Exactly. Th- exactly. This is what I do. Done. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I do feel like I at least have to publish something to notify people about the episodes. Sure. So, you know, at least I want to at least share something about the episode that we just created. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes this coming week. And then what else do we have? We had podcasting, social media. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, everything else is kind of on cruise control right now and it's going well. Mm -hmm. We are recording Not Bad Advice, Pam's new podcast, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll have that premiere in the next couple weeks. <laughs> and on that note, I guess I could talk about the difference between practice and Not Bad Advice in terms of post-production or editing mm-hmm. and using Descript, which is the software I've been talking about for transcriptions, and as well as like light post-processing or editing and I've realized how I mean I've been raving about it before with the transcription part of it but now with not bad advice since we're editing it a little more and processing it more taking out my mistakes (laughs) (laughs) well yeah that versus (laughs) practice where we're just publishing everything Mm -hmm. unedited but with not bad advice, since we're editing it, Descript has been awesome because you can basically edit the transcript. So when you put in the audio for the podcast, it'll spit out the transcript. And then it's done with artificial intelligence, so it's not perfect. So you have to go through and correct typos or correct some words that they might have gotten wrong or something like that. But I mean, it's good enough. It's way better than just typing it out yourself, obviously. (laughs) And it's fast. Right. It 
takes like maybe for a half hour podcast, it'll spit out the transcription within like a minute or two. That's crazy. At the most. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. And it actually does it on the fly. If you record directly into Descript, it'll transcribe on the fly. <laughs> So right as you're speaking, it'll transcribe the words. It's so cool. <laughs> but that's not even the coolest part that I want to get to yet. So with not bad advice, once we put that audio in and it spits out the transcript, I can go in and edit the words in the transcript and it'll make those edits in the audio. So you can like delete a paragraph that was a mistake and it'll cut that out of the audio. Right, exactly. That's Instead of having to go into your digital audio workstation and all you have is your audio file and you have to listen to the audio and then you have to cut out, you know, exactly where you want parts cut out. Yeah, down to like the half and then, second. And, right. Yeah. And then you have to stitch it together mm -hmm. and, you know, do all that stuff. But in Descript, you can just do it by text. It's so cool. <laughs> that is very yeah, cool. It's really cool. I'll post links to it and I think they might have videos and stuff. So I'll put those up in the show notes. Make sure to check those out at forcesofequal.com slash practice. But yeah, I, I love Descript. It's such a cool tool and the, I, I'm excited to see where they go because they continually make improvements that are awesome. Like I talked about their audiogram feature a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and I've been using that and I need to use it more. <laughs> but yeah, I love Descript. Go check that out if you're interested in podcasting or anything that needs transcriptions. And I think that's it with the podcasting practice. All right. So let's move on to the next segment, which is the free talking segment where I make tangent salads out of the half thoughts that are bouncing around in my mind. Let's get nerdy. Let's do it. So we've been talking about spectral potentiality and I've been crystallizing my framework around that. And I guess I'll just keep talking about it <laughs> because I made some more advances this past week and I'm considering the acronym VAST for this framework. And it's basically the spectral potentiality framework and I'm thinking of calling it the vast awareness model or framework. I don't know what the right terminology there is yet. So vast stands for vectors of action, systems, and time. And last week I said awareness instead of action, mm -hmm. but I'm saying action now because I think that fits better. And the whole model is an awareness model basically. Mm -hmm. So the whole model is trying to get you from mechanical to mindful awareness. Mm -hmm. And well, I mean, that, that's not necessarily the whole point of it because mechanical awareness is beneficial too, where it may be like your emotions that you're using to guide your decisions. I mean, there's importance in knowing what your emotions are telling you. Mm -hmm. But of course, like we've been talking about, it's important to be mindful about that as well. Mm -hmm. So the whole framework or model or system is based on this vast awareness model. And it's basically a model to demonstrate spectral potentiality. 
and this is all part of being a functional systems integrator. <laughs> okay, so if you haven't been listening, functional systems integration is something I also made up, and that's kind of what I call my whole philosophy or process of doing stuff. And you can get more information for that at my personal website at ckdisco.com slash FSI for functional systems integration. But that's basically where things are at with the framework now. I'm kind of trying to develop the actual visual model and include the spectrums and frames of reference. So for instance, there's the vector of the systems. So we've talked about human, the human system. So the human system as you, as yourself, that's you and your system. And then you have subsystems below you, whether that's your organ systems or circulatory system or whatever other systems. I mean, you got atoms and cells and tons of subsystems. Mm -hmm. And then you have your super systems, which is your environment, social systems, could even be the solar system, the universe. So there's systems above you in the hierarchy. And so the spectrum between these systems is self-assertiveness to self-transcendence. So obviously self-assertiveness is you trying to assert yourself and your subsystems. And then self-transcendence has to do with the super systems and being mindful of those systems outside of you. Okay. And so, of course, we also talked about the balance and equilibrium. And so you want to balance those two, your self-assertiveness and your self-transcendence in order to function efficiently or effectively or optimally mm -hmm. in reality. Okay. So I'm trying to develop those spectrums across all those vectors. Okay. And so that's just one example for the systems vector. So does that kind of make sense? It does. It's um, trying to figure out the optimal... Um, Balance. Yeah, the trying to find that equilibrium that gives mm -hmm. you the optimal outcome so that you are uh, working most efficiently with the systems in your right. life, whatever right. they are. Right. And so this is definitely not going to make sense because this will probably require like a visual example because my model is a three-dimensional model. And so I'm thinking kind of along the lines of quantum theory and even I've been looking into string theory a lot lately and matrix models. So I'm wondering if my model will fit into like a matrix model, but this stuff is getting so complicated and there's math and stuff that I am very not up to date on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it's starting to get complicated, but I think I'm going in the right direction. And I'm also 
taking all these other courses on other in other disciplines and it's cool because i'm seeing how all these other models kind of align with what my model is purporting so it's giving me confidence that i'm going in the right direction and with that said before i would have had a lot of anxiety talking about this stuff and you know models that i'm developing but the more that i look into it and the more i'm trying to solidify my own model i see that people are making models out there everywhere uh-huh. like almost every therapist has their own model so and it's they're based on you know like general universal truths but everybody has kind of their own way of going about it basically so this is my own way of going about this and parsing reality and trying to optimize lifestyles. So yeah, just wanted to make that point. I think a really interesting um, observation there is that you are seeing that all of these other people have models that are similar or related or complementary to what you're working on. And your mm-hmm. reaction is not oh, there's already 500 models out there. I don't need to make one. Mm -hmm. Your reaction is, there are 500 models out there and I can make one too. I think that's a really huge distinction and like a lot of people would be turned off or discouraged by doing all that research and finding out that there's already a bunch of models, but you know that your voice is unique and that your perspective is going to be different from what theirs is. Totally. Totally. That's a great point. So yeah, I mean, it's fun developing these models and thinking about this stuff and realizing that there's other stuff out there that's supporting it. So I think that's enough of that for this week. Maybe by next week, I'll have something more solid that I can present for the review episode. So maybe I'll try to yeah, I don't want to make that as a goal, but <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about it, so I'm sure it'll advance. So that's it for our free talking segment for this week. And the last third and last segment is going to be about practices and practicing. And so we've been talking about structure and schedules and cycles and rhythms. And... I think, I mean, we've kind of been talking about the scheduling in the first segment of the process of practice. And so I guess I could keep going along with that. And actually, so it's something that just popped up. So I'm kind of running into some sleep deficiency this week. Well, maybe not. I mean, I feel fine. Uh, and it wasn't as bad as before a couple weeks ago when I talked about it. But I'm kind of in a transition phase now where I've been on like a biphasic sleeping schedule for the past couple years after I fixed my insomnia. And for me, it feels like the natural rhythm, but I'm not sure. Like, I've done so much research on sleep, and there's so many differing opinions. But the rhythm that I'm on right now, I kind of fell into it naturally 
after basically getting my brainwaves fixed and solving insomnia from that, I just fell into this rhythm. And it's something that I've been aware of before by phasic sleeping patterns. But there's various patterns. There's different types of patterns, you know, different periods of sleep, different periods of rest, different timings and stuff like that. And so, so biphasic basically means instead of going to bed and sleeping all night, you sleep in two big chunks with, uh, with right, being right. awake in the middle. Exactly. So what I've been doing is in the winter months, since there's more darkness, I've been sleeping... Uh, I've been taking two periods at night. So let's say I'll go to bed like at 9.30 and then I'll just wake up naturally like at 2 or 3 or something like that. And then I'll just stay up for an hour and read or do something else, get out of bed. And then I'll go back to sleep and sleep from like 4 to 6 or 7. So it's those two periods of sleep in the winter, but it's all at night. And you're not forcing yourself to get up at two o'clock. Like your brain naturally wakes up and you can't easily go back to sleep. So you get up and do something else for a while before going back to bed. Exactly. And then now as the summer months are approaching and there's less darkness, there's obviously less time or less darkness. So I, so we're talking about syncing with the light-dark cycle where your sleep-wake cycle is synced with the light-dark cycle. So sleep at darkness and you're awake during lightness. <laughs> <laughs> and so if we're following the cycle and there's less darkness in the summer, there's less time to sleep. And so then... I'll take a nap in the afternoon. So maybe I'll sleep for six to seven and a half hours during the nighttime and then get in like a power nap in the afternoon around like one or two. And those are my two phases. And so I'm kind of transitioning transitioning right now where I'm getting like six to seven and a half hours at nighttime and I haven't started the naps yet. So I'm starting to feel like I need to add those naps in. So that's what I'm going to be doing this week. But this is just to exemplify different sleep patterns and different cycles and to make people aware of these various modes of sleeping and that It can be experimented with to find your optimal rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing that goes into the scheduling and the cycles. And that's worked really well for me. And I'm kind of excited to get back into the snapping schedule. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing is the week versus weekend idea. Mm And now that a lot of us are sheltered in place, Pam and I, we've been basically sheltered in place for over a decade. (laughs) But things are different now because we can't even see our friends on the weekends. Like, 
and I can't, you know, I don't have my soccer games anymore. And so before we still kept our weekends intact because that's when we take our breaks and go see family or friends or travel, take a road trip or something. We would work with the schedules that most people had. Right, they had weekends right. off, so we would work with that. Exactly. But now the weekends don't really matter right now as we're sheltering in place. So you can experiment with your schedule. And what I'm doing is I go to the beach on Tuesdays and I go to the trails on Fridays because those places are crowded on the weekends because everybody's still taking their weekends. And obviously now as the weather's getting nicer and people are getting cooped up in their homes, they want to get out. And so I changed my schedule around and kind of put my weekends in the middle of the week. And on top of that, they're not even really weekends. I don't take the whole day off. I just take the mornings off. And by the time I get back home, my mind is clear and I'm motivated and I get right back to work. So I've been saying before, like, I can't stop working. So I had to force myself to take breaks. So that's why I go in the mornings and get my break uh, done in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I'll come back home and I'm ready to get back to work. So it's totally unconventional, but it's super productive for me. And I still also take breaks on the weekends. You know, we'll end the day a little earlier than normal and relax for an extra hour or two, basically. But we're still working more than half the day on weekends. So I basically get like four half days out of seven days of the week. Mm -hmm. And so I'm working only like three full days. And it's like, I don't feel like I work that much, but I'm getting so much done. So if you can like figure out a more efficient way to organize your schedule and get out of the habit or routine that you've been in for the past however many years and use this time while you're sheltered in place or while the whole world's in this different, you know, unknown state, use this time to experiment and test different things out and see if something works better for you. And then if things go back to normal, you can see how that improved process can fit in to that normal process. Or if you can influence a change somehow, in that past normal process to make things better for you and maybe for people around you, whether it's your team or your company or whatever. But yeah, this is just kind of a call to think outside the box, maybe a pattern interrupt where... <laughs> you need a Pam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need a Pam. Uh, there's no really... Yeah, that's pretty tough. Good. <laughs> a Pam interrupt. But you're, you're saying to just like ask, is this working? Like, right. is there a, a better way to do this? Even if maybe something isn't broken, just like, could I do this slightly differently and get a better result? Exactly. Exactly. 
So that's pretty much it. Cool. So I think we're going to end it there for this week. And next week we'll be back with our quarterly review episode. <laughs> You're getting fired. <laughs> the quarterly yeah. review. <laughs> yeah. That would be devastating. <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything that you want to add for this week? No, I'm just kidding. You're getting a raise. Oh, sweet. That's exciting. (laughs) From nothing to nothing. (laughs) I just get more podcasting gear. There you go. With nothing. I don't know how this going to happen. Okay. So anyway, thanks for joining us this week for this episode of Practice and... Oh man, I totally forgot how to sign off. I guess just come back next week for (laughs) the review episode. And yeah, don't hold me responsible for everything I say in these sessions. Make sure to check out my show notes at (laughs) Forces. I'm totally flustered now. Sorry. Yeah, make sure to check out my show notes at forcesofequal.com slash practice. And I guess that's all for this week, so make sure to come back next week and keep on practicing. (laughs) Toodaloo!